Oh, oh they getting that booty. You feel me? I think that's a good place to start. Yeah, let's start. We got it. What itch on the show? Oh, snap. We were recording? Oh, yeah. We've been recording the whole time. Yeah, just just waiting for that gold to come out so we could could welcome you back to the trenches for episode 17. You guys know the deal. Uh, Pirates getting that booty. Uh, What up? What are, what, are, what are we got going on? We honestly, this is one of these episodes where, like, I kind of love it personally because we just kind of we're planning on just like free balling, shooting free balling. the shit. We got yeah. we got a few things we want to touch on. You never really know where episodes like this are gonna go. To be completely honest, uh, but we're back. J Fine, SK Don Gordon, we are uh, we're here doing our thing again with you guys. Episode seventeen. Uh, if you're not already, follow us. Um, instagram and check us out on youtube subscribe to the hedge better youtube channel uh you can watch us there and as always you listen to us on uh spotify and itunes what's been going on guys how we doing man everything's lovely except for this northeast that we got outside but other than that everything's golden g how you doing how you doing g? dude i'm chilling that nor'easter came, rained for a couple hours, and then it was like zoom right, right to y'all. And <laughs> still here, bro. It's still. I was seeing videos from Duxbury. Oh my god, trees everywhere. Like majority of the town doesn't have power. People in Boston, like trees were getting pulled from the ground That's over it. Nice in there, like it was crazy. And I'm like, damn, happy I'm not there. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it's been uh, yeah, it's been a little, been a little rainy here. Not, not too great being outside. I gotta say though, I'm, I'm one of those. Just quick side note, I'm one of those yeah. dudes. I don't know, like, if it's just like a weird thing about me. I love being outside in shitty weather, like the rain. Like, I even like, I think it goes back to like being a little baby. But like, as a kid, like I fuck with the rain and water like hard like i like walking in the rain running in the rain like i'm like when i go to the gym i walk in the rain like when i look outside and see that it's raining out that's like i gotta get out there it's my time like i gotta get out there like that i don't know i just feel good out there See, Justin, I, you got something to tell us, bro? You got something I don't know, to tell us? I don't know. I, you being, is it Sad Boy Justin? Sad Boy Justin likes the rain. Is that, is that what it is? came from is a gym, it, but is that what that what? is? I had to reflect on my past history. You know what I'm saying? There's something I I can't be leaving the gym without the rain on. I mean, I thought I I thought it was like a comment thing. I'm not, I hope it's not because I'm sad. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Jay, you gotta talk to somebody about that one. Just like dark, gloomy days. Well, this is the trenches. <laughs> I mean, shit. Uh, real talk, real talk, bro. Buddy comes, buddy comes back from the vid. Next, thing you know, he's a fresh haircut. And he's sad. <laughs> Who knows? The vid does a lot of things yeah, to people. It does, man. It really does. Makes, makes, makes you think. You got plenty of time to think when you're just doing nothing for two weeks. See, and that's but, fucking dangerous. Too. Yeah. That's dangerous when you have all that time just I know. being alone with your thoughts. Exactly. <laughs> no, no, sir. Yeah. Nah, nah, I'm good, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, it was, at a certain point, you start to, you, re- you really get to know yourself if you haven't already. <laughs> but uh, bit, Oh, you got uh, to know yourself? Is that what you did? <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, honestly. It's <laughs> <laughs> 
this man's feeling himself on this wine Wednesday, bro. Hey, what what kind of wine are you drinking? Yeah, bro? yeah. Give us a shout. Get, get bro, plug yourself. So plug I got yourself. this bottle. It's Aristal. It's a uh, vino rosato d'Italia. It's an Italian road dry rosé. So good. It's definitely not rosé season anymore, but not if it's, all, but yeah. I would definitely recommend getting a bottle. All right, let's, let's go. Finish that glass. Let's right. go. Worldwide wines over here. Hey, but um, you just finished that glass. Tell us who's not finished in Pittsburgh, bro. You got to educate the people on this one. Had a lot bro, of disrespectful all... things happening. Yeah, man, you're you're t- you're telling me Pittsburgh is a mess. Obviously, they got a lot of stuff going internal. What they're doing uh, from a playing standpoint, like you know, Big Ben is he's done. Their whole team is just a mess and a lot of things going on, which is not common for what the Steelers have done for the last 15 years. But honestly, that's not even the saddest thing that's really happening for that program right now. If you really look at it, the disrespect that Mike Tomlin has been getting over the last few days is kind of atrocious, honestly. Think about it. They've last 14 years, they've had a winning season. They've only had a couple coaches for the last... Six years with it, Chuck Knoll, Bill Cower, and now Mike Tomlin. Yep. All done well to make that program not just a program, but a franchise. The guy starts off this season three and three, not playing to the best of their ability. And what happens? The media is coming after Mike Tomlin saying, Hey, you ever thought are you thinking about going to a head coach at a college institution? You thinking about going to college? And it's and, you know, if you look at it high level, yeah, it's kind of like, buddy, why would I do that? Like, that's dumb. And I know he said something uh, in the means of uh, these colleges, they're, they're uh, was it, the guys coming in, bringing in money, their donors couldn't write a big enough blank check to, you know, to get me to go there. Ooh. I think it's a little bit more than that. Because what another thing that he brought up was, you know, you're not hitting up Sean Payton saying these things you know, over at New Orleans, and you're not hitting up Andy Reid, who's having one of the worst seasons uh, in Chiefs history, you know, with the, in the Mahomes era with Andy Reid being over there. You know what I'm saying? Oh, for sure. For sure. It's like, all right, why are you coming from me right now? What have I done to deserve such a, uh, you know, approach from you guys from the media? So, I don't know. I feel like I understand his anger because he says he's not going to address this again. I understand his anger. I understand why he's frustrated. And, you know, honestly, I commend how he responded because he had responded in a professional way, didn't act crazy, did what he had to do, and he got up out of there. So I don't know. You know, y'all tell me your thoughts. But based on that, I think it's a little, it's a little bit deeper. And I just think it's not something that needs to be happening from, from that standpoint. Well, just from the surface level, looking at it, right? Think about it. They're they're three and three. That's a five hundred season right now. We're not even at you know what I'm saying week eight where the trade deadline is. So it's like these guys easily. I mean for sure easily could have been one and five, two and four. But they're right there in the middle of the pack. Now their division is a tough motherfucking division. You have to play Lamar twice, and then you're gonna have to go against Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase twice. And we're, that's a whole other entity, but we'll get into that. But just those two teams alone, you have to know that shit's going to be coming down on you. Now, they have another chance, another opportunity later on this year to go get some of those wins back that they dropped. 
the only way that I could see anything happening right now is if Cleveland keeps shit in the bed and uh, Baltimore keeps on uh, barely squeaking by. But for them to say that, hey, you thinking about college right now, it's very disrespectful. This is a man that's been well-established and brought his team to the promised land and won. So why why, why fall winner. back? You, you know what I'm saying? So why fall back now? Why say, oh, you're looking for college? When you know, everybody knows, Ben does not have it anymore. That line is fucking atrocious. They don't know what the goddamn doing at fucking running back. And their, their skill positions are all divas. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you really got to look more at the player personnel before you go to the head coach because he can only do so much. It's everybody else that's around him or that he put in place to look at. You know what I mean? Is that making any sense? No, uh, yeah. for, for sure, for sure. I mean, look, I here he, honestly, here's, here's my thing with this. I think first off, and I want to preface this by saying that I think – Mike Tomlin is one of the best coaches in the NFL, right? If you just look at not only like from like you guys said, like, you know, just from the Steelers side of things, how he's one of three coaches since 1969, right? He's had his he's had a success, continued success there. He's brought them to Super Bowls. He's won multiple Super Bowls. Uh, he set a very high standard of excellence in Pittsburgh that has, you know, been part of that franchise's uh history i one of the things though that i do i do want to say though is that maybe we are jumping the gun a little bit because i I do want to point this out i think usc i get i granted call it it's college but usc is considered one of the most like historic like decorated football programs in college football right and i think that when that position opens up everybody's ears and eyes kind of perk up like at the NFL and collegiate level, because that is a highly sought after, like highly coveted position. Right. I think to John, which one of the Harbaugh brothers is, is it Jim Harbaugh that's at Michigan right now? Mm -hmm. Um, Remember when he left and went to Michigan, you know, he was, he had, he had, success in the NFL. He was doing well. He he had just recently taken the 49ers to a Super Bowl. He had very high regards in the NFL. And he left more so because he looked at it as a great opportunity is opening up at Michigan, which I would say just up, up there with USC is another one of those historic uh, Division One college football programs, right? Blue. And so you look at that and you say, you know, is it necessarily like I get it coincides with the Steelers maybe having a rough start, which they're still they're three and three, and right now if you're three and three, you're still in a good spot, and you know in in the yeah, AFC. Very good spot. I'm just curious, you know, I get how it can come off as disrespectful, but I do think that in a way it's almost just like saying like, hey, like have you heard about this coaching spot that opened up, like. You like what do you think? Like you wouldn't be interested in it, would you? Like, cause I I don't know. Like I think that's a very like highly sought after position, right? Like you think about like Nick Saban. Like Nick Saban could be in the NFL right now, right? There are coaches that could be in the NFL right now, but they really like where they're at. They love like the they love coaching in college. They they work for a great program and they have success down there. So. I don't, you know, I get how we can look at it and say, oh, it's a, it's a step down. And after like, you know, a rough start, how dare they ask him, like, if he's thinking about taking a step down. But I think you could look at it from the other side of things, too, and say, hey, a historic position is, you know, opening up for a historic program. And that's a great opportunity for anybody. Is that something you'd be interested in? And seeing that's the point that you just said there, 
Nick Saban's happy where he's at. He right. loves doing what he does. Right. Maybe Mike really loves where he's at. And, and I think that's apparent. Wants, you know for what sure. I'm saying? Like, for he sure. really wants to do that. I think the disrespect came in to the point where he wasn't this, what, asked once or twice. He's been asked this multiple times, you said, Gordon? Has yeah, he's been, he's been asked a bunch by uh, papers, by media for the last few days this week. And I'm like, and the fact that it's only been a couple days and he had to address it so sternly just means he's either being overwhelmed or he's taking it very personal. So I'm, cur- I'm curious, Gordon, do you, I, I don't know this, but is does Mike Tomlin, like, is he from there? Like, is there maybe, like, does he have, like, a connection to, like, USC or, like, the USC area that people would be like, hmm, like, maybe, my, you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Like, maybe. I mean, I'm not sure. I don't think so. Um, I mean, Steve, can you, can you check yeah, that out? Because I, I, I think um, I think it ultimately, a- it's not like they're asking him about the USC job. You know what I'm saying? They're talking about college in general. They're not saying he's not bringing up, hey, you're gonna look at the USC job, or are you talking about USC? There's another person that there are rumors about the USC job. And we can talk about that next, but uh, it's just like, hey, are you looking at college? Are you planning on going to college? You should probably look at college because of your record right now, which makes it way more. Oh. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I thought I thought this was I thought yeah. this was like they were just more so pressing him about the USC position. I like no. you're you're saying it's more so like they're telling him you know, they're asking him just about college in general. Yeah, you should basically saying you should leave the NFL and go coach college football, be head coach. And he's like, why would I do something like that? Like, why would I ever make that decision? He's from Hampton, Virginia. He went to high school at Newport News. And anybody who knows what Newport News is, you don't want to be in that area. It's a rough and tough spot. <laughs> and William and Mary is that the William Mary College? Okay, so is that so? He, I guess he, so he doesn't. Ha- it doesn't look like he has any no ties, ties to all East Coast ties. Yeah. Okay. All East Coast ties. Interesting. Turns fifty in March. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Th- that that's the other thing too is like he's he's still like the. How how often do you find a coach, especially in the NFL, that can say that they've been at it for like what, like fifteen plus years? They have two Super Bowls under their belt, and they're not even fifty yet. Like they still me? got like decades of coaching left in them. You know what, what I mean? I'm like saying? that's a very rare thing to so be able to find. That's another little uh, right. niche or another little nuance to go after. Like, guys, I'm not even fucking 50, and y'all asking me to yeah. go step down? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Not saying that college is not great, but it's definitely not the NFL. You know what I'm saying? It's not right. getting the NFL money unless you're at USC, Michigan, or Alabama. Right. So yeah, I, I feel him on the disrespect. That that part is just straight up disrespectful to me, to anyone. Yeah, who's been coaching since two thousand seven? Yeah, he's like, look, he's probably like, look, look at my pedigree. That's I'm, fourteen you know? years yeah. under your belt with one organization where multiple. <coughs> just look at the Jets team. Yeah, went through what maybe five coaches since then. I'm probably a lot more. Don't even get me started on the quarterbacks that have been in uh, fucking the, the Cleveland, the Browns. Right. So you know what I'm saying, like. There's all these teams that have revolving doors, but this is the one constant. And now that we're just three and three, you want to try to shut me down? I think, look, I think this this Pittsburgh team is the definition of like being one or two pieces away from being like a Super Bowl contender. And I think those pieces are another like just absolute brick wall on that offensive line that they really need. And then 
they obviously need to move on from Big Ben because look at look look, look at what's going on in the AFC North right now. You got he might be hurt, but you got Baker Mayfield over in Cleveland, right? Yep. You got Lamar Jackson Injured. in Baltimore. Yep. You got Joe Burrow in Cincinnati, That's and you're gonna try to win that division with a a hobbled together Big Ben like no. That's a problem. Taped together, yeah. taped. You feel what I'm saying? I mean, like you're going on. to get some young guns, like some boys that are going to be around this league forever. And I'm saying that in a pos- positive way as possible right. because, like, these guys are really good. They got to hone in on their craft a little bit more, but they 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 got it. They have all the tools right there. That's, That's everything yeah. that they need around them. They really do. They really do. Like, yeah, I honestly, just as a football fan, I think it's going to be very fun because, look, I unless unless they just get like. You know, the, the teams just decide they don't want to pay them like big money contracts. I can't see Lamar, Joe, or Baker going anywhere for the next five to ten years each, right? Because why would they? Why would, you, you're in a great conference, right? You're yeah. going to be facing legitimate contenders pretty much every other week because, what, there's three teams that you're going to have to keep facing. Yeah. So that's six times that you're going to see them. Right. That's great what? as a football fan. I'm me? so excited for it's that. Like, you why know? the fuck like, would I try to go anywhere yeah. else? Like, if I'm trying to get to the promised land, I'm going to go through these motherfuckers who are right yeah. here because they're supposed to be the, the cream of the crop. Yep. You know what I'm saying? The gauntlet that you're going to have to get through to win the AFC North is going to... Yeah, it, honestly, it's funny because I know us growing up as football fans, you know, given how good the Steelers... Um, and the Ravens were in that rivalry and whatnot. Like it was, was always like. Shit. Remember, you had guys like Jerome Bettis. You Troy. got you know Trey Ray Lewis. Like, bus, all part baby, of the, the bus. bus. That that rival. Mexico. That's one of the best. Oh, honestly, growing up, that like that I later. I was I was like was growing up to think that that was one of the best rivalries in sports. Pittsburgh. Well, it was Pittsburgh and Ravens because at the time oh, they were Heinz all Ward, they were all you know, just that, gritty that team. Teams. Troy Polamalu. That defense was different. Right. They would, that Steelers team was unreal. And, and, that, and the Ravens were unreal too. They had that Ravens defense that became so famous over the years. Like that was a team that won a few Super Bowls. Like that was fun. So I'm looking forward to like looking at the AFC North and saying, damn, like they, the, the AFC North is back. But here's the big thing now. What do you do with you got you got Big Ben now? You still got Big Ben, and that's that's the issue because you got this. You, he's not Tom Brady. He's not over there cutting out carbs and stretching for three hours a day. He's he's, he's at the he's at the hot dog stand before and after the game. Okay, Big Ben does not take care of himself like that dude. You know he's like he, he, that dude is just on borrowed time right now. So I'm curious what the Steelers are going to do to stay to get younger and get relevant. I think they're going to need to either. I mean, if I was them, I'd be all in on someone like a Deshaun Watson or, you know, one of these young guns that's yeah, on the That's market. the last, honestly, I, I say it, but that's the last thing the Steelers need is more drama. I don't know, it, man. I think Deshaun could do wonders for that. He that, that team is literally step in, plug and play. Like, he's got weapons. He's got a defense. Like, he's got a coach. Like, he could step into Pittsburgh. That team could be dangerous. Just give Cam a fucking shot again. You give Cam a shot. Somebody, come on, man. This dude's just at the crib chilling in the likes of. You should go to Detroit. (laughs) They need him. Oh my God. I'm not even going to touch on Detroit, bro. I'm really not even going to touch on Detroit. That shit is just atrocious. (laughs) It's just fucking atrocious, man. It's crazy. Dude, hold on. Let's come back. Let's come back to Detroit. Let's. 
more for the teams. I wanted to talk about one more coach before we got too yeah, far away from. Yeah, yeah. What's up? What's up? Because yeah. you know we were talking about coaches being disrespected. Uh, you know, Mike Tom being disrespected. You know, trying to save the league, but you know, not everyone has his coaching history, right? Right. Who who's you know Justin was talking about the USC uh, opportunity, which is yeah, like you were saying, it's a huge opportunity that a lot of coaches are fishing for, and. From my latest research, it seems like Jeff Fisher is in the the runnings right now to Shut get up. that. Really? Shut Jeff up. Fisher for what? For what position? For head coach. The head coach of USC. over at USC. For everybody that doesn't know, uh, he's been a, away for a little bit. He used to coach the Tennessee Titans. He coached the Titans. He coached the Rams. He's he's the Rams. He's yeah. Mister. He's known as Mister Five Hundred. Eight and eight is where Jeff Fisher. Lives that guy, he will. He that dude, he will not, he will not bum it. Like, you will not be like one of the teams at the bottom of the NFL. It like, won't be at the yeah, top. you won't be at the top. I goddamn well, we'll damn be right. Top. Maybe we'll be in the playoffs, maybe we won't. Exactly, yeah. that's what eight and eight does. It's but like, I that's a crapshoot. Yeah, I promise you, we'll be eight and eight. The big thing though, did now Jeff Fisher wouldn't dare come back to the NFL because now Fuck we got no. we got we got we got a seventeen <laughs> game no. schedule. He can't go eight and eight anymore. He's, <laughs> that's what I was he's, he's, he's gotta settle. Jeff Fisher would have to pick one or the other. <laughs> he won't be able to do it. He won't, he won't be, able, be to able to do it. He was like, uh, I'm out. <laughs> you, you, you know it's big <laughs> when like, but got, <laughs> that Urban Meyer got picked over him for the Jaguar spot. You know that was, you know that was real. So he's like, yeah, you know what. Mine as well. Yeah. Coach of the league might be done for now. I might need to pull a Nick Saban and go make a program great. I might have to do. Seriously. Well, oh, real, real, real quick though, because I look, we've talked a lot about Cam Newton, but you, you just brought him up. But I, I do, we we should bring him up because there's there's rumors swirling that he uh, may be heading up to Seattle soon, and I mean that is a team that could use Cam Newton because I'll tell you what. Geno Smith is not getting the job done. Yeah, man, he's not. He's not. Garbage. He's, he's just not. Muff cabbage. Um, <laughs> these boys, real quick, these boys in Seattle scored 10 points in the first half. I picked them just to cover the five and a half spread. And I knew that they could do that. But I was like, wow, they're, they're really impressing me right now. Maybe they could actually win this game. Come back towards the end. I see the final score is 13 to 10. Which led me to believe that Gino did absolutely nothing. Nothing. That defense is fucking worse than I thought. Because even though they scored, what, three more points to your 10, your offense couldn't do anything more. Or you guys couldn't force a fumble or turnover and then turn that into positive points. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm off the Seattle train. It, I'm off the Seattle train until Russell gets back. And even when he gets back, it still won't be enough time to do anything. It's his throwing hand. Russ Hurt is milk. I know. I know. I bro. I got him as my You know what I'm saying? I got him as my QB. I know. Now that, that Honestly, know. that's a team. And even Pete Carroll came out and basically said it in so many words. That like, hey, if it wasn't for Russell Wilson, I might not even like still be here. Like Russell Wilson is the engine of Seattle. Like, yes. like when you talk about like, you know, like the the Patriots were always, you know, famous for saying like next man up, next man up. We were always, you know, that was always like kind of our motto. But like in Seattle, w- without Russell Wilson, there's no next man up. It's like, you know what I mean? They it's rely on that man out there. They yeah. do. Um. And that and that's just apparent that you know like look we saw like the other night like 
Case Keenum slid in for the Browns. Baker Mayfield's injured. You know, Browns were able to come out on top. Like, we've seen situations where, like, backup QBs are able to slide in and, you know, fill in for a time two here and there. But it just goes to show you how special Russell Wilson is because you cannot find a a, a quick replacement for that man. No, you can't. You can't. This is just straight up you can't. Um, No. Yeah, I always feel bad. I always feel bad for Gino, though. I'm not going to lie to you. The guy came from West Virginia, was running triple option for how long, which is not something set up for a... Yes, it's not, bro. It's not a system set up for a professional quarterback. He comes in, kind of gets screwed with the Jets, right? It was not... It was the Bills or the Jets? It was the Jets. Was he the Jets? He was Jets. I think it was the Jets. Yeah, he was Jets. Okay. And now he's on. Now he's he's running back up for uh, Seattle. And you know what's crazy? He's shown a few plays to like. Oh, okay. Is Geno Smith back? Oh, is Geno Smith going to be ball? What happened? One of that first few. One of that first couple plays, he threw a 89 yard touchdown to DK Metcalf. By the way, I was scared because as long as DK Metcalf didn't score certain points, I would have got destroyed. <laughs> And luckily, Gino decided to show his true colors, and DK Metcalf went two for five <laughs> all the night, so I ended up winning by three points. There Thank you go. You. you got yourself a dope. You know, that's two doves. Yeah. Other than Justin, Justin's trash. I just Justin got a dub. I just got a dub. Yeah, this motherfucker beat me. I was pissed. I saw that by like he three beat points. You? I saw like three points. It was by like point three or three points. It was infuriating. That's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly that's it was hilarious. hilarious. It was one of those ones where I didn't even I wasn't even checking it. And then I woke up the next morning and I looked at it. I was like, I I I made it out of that. I was on the same <laughs> shit. I was like, all right, I'm gonna win this. I was like, oh <laughs> hell no, bro. Uh, Fantasy. Dude, fantasy I'm with you 100% because I'm looking at my team and I, like, I think I have like four or five starters plus a couple bye guys and they're all hurt. Three of my starters I played were out. They were out and I couldn't, I just can't there's get rid of them. There's nothing you could do. Yeah, there's nothing you could do. There's nothing I could do and I ended up by three points. I'm like, damn, dude. <laughs> yeah, fantasy is just one of those things like, Honestly, it can make or break like you spiritually. Like I lost, I lost what I, a fantasy, like I, the Deke, if you told me going into Monday night, okay, yep. going into Monday night, I was up, break it down for them. Yeah. Up, I was up fifteen and a half points on this kid, and he had DK Metcalf left, right? And I said to myself, "Damn, normally I should be worried about that, okay?" But if you told me ahead of time, DK Metcalf will finish with two catches, I would have said, "Oh my God, thank God, I'm gonna win this." This dude finishes. With two catches for like eighty something yards, a hundred yards, and a touchdown. I mean, for the love of God, it's fantasy just, is such a cruel me, bitch. Sometimes <laughs> it really, really is. And not only that, but like it wasn't like he ran this great route and beat the defender, and, and he got it. He literally just he caught the ball and just made Marlon Humphrey look like a baby back bitch, and then just waltzed into the end zone. Like that, that's literally he he clowned Marlon Humphrey like bad. Uh, no, no, no. It was not Humphrey. It was uh, no, no, no. Who no, no. What's his name? We're gonna get to Humphrey. Is it? No, no, no. We're gonna get to Humphrey. Okay, yeah. but no, it's not, it wasn't Marlon Humphrey. It was um, what's that dude's name in uh? For uh, the Saints, yeah, he he. I, I don't. He's I, like their third year like stud, uh, Clay uh, Lattimore, Mar- Lat- Marcus oh, Lattimore. Yeah. Oh, Lattimore, Lattimore, dude, Lattimore's been getting burned. That's who it was. Yeah, now. DK 
just threw him aside like he wasn't even. There. And they were playing man, weren't they? Weren't they? They were playing man most Why? of the game. Why? Why? Out of and I'm all like, those why receivers, man on DK. Why would you play man on DK? Stupid. That means you're gonna have man on lock on the backside. What fucking genie? Uh, excuse me. <laughs> what fucking genius is really gonna think? Hey, this might work. All right, you got a third year guy out here, but this is a fucking specimen we just made in a fucking lab. Seriously. Why the fuck would I want to go man on him? Have some fucking safety roll up top for that cover three or have a linebacker help you out in the flats. But you really just going to have a man on man? Nah, he's going to fucking eat all day. Hey, and you know who else was eating? It's because you just spoke on his name, Marlon Humphrey. Yeah. Jamar Chase was Jamar eating on Chase that man. Jamar Chase was eating, yeah. He was eating. No, Chase. pause. But he was eating on that man, bro. <laughs> he did, bro. Straight he, up. He, I mean. He ate. He really oh, did. Oh, <laughs> I, I, might, I might even have to pull up the stats, but hold on. Honestly, this is you re- remember going into the draft how we all kind of shit on the Bengals because we said how are you gonna take Jamar Chase over like Penny Sewell or someone like that, and like you need yeah. a you need to shore up your line. We we said your line's trash, your defense is trash, and you went out and get you already got T Higgins and Tyler Boyd, and you're gonna go out and draft Jamar Chase. And now, what a good decision that's like. They're all—they're making everybody else eat their words, huh? That looks like such a good pick now. And uh, hey, who called that though? Who called that? Yeah, I'm about to say I'm not even gonna pat myself on the back, bro. No, 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 no. Press the button for him. Give him some hands. I mean, I I, I can't reach it. It's a little far, but but Ah. for real though, like if anybody would just sit back and like have a, a second or two of common sense. Why wouldn't you want to get the guy that you're drafting who's going to be your premier quarterback for 10, 15 years to come to have a safety valve and someone that he was having the time of his life with in LSU, who they were fresh off with national championship too. Why not have that guy right there? Yes, they really needed someone on the line. And I even said that too, but I was like, I actually condemned them on this pick because it makes sense. Why, really though, why wouldn't you want to have someone who's going to be back there, who's going to be taking helm, taking charge of this team and try to get them over that hump from all those years of getting laughed at because they had the red rifle back there? You know what I mean? Now they're actually making jumps and strides. They see that they got this man, Jamar Chase, and he's just been lighting it up. His stats from this uh, past Sunday was eight receptions, 10 targets, only meaning he dropped two for 201 yards. With an average of two hundred, I mean, with an average of twenty five point one yards with a touchdown. That that's crazy numbers. Crazy numbers. But also at the same time, it makes sense because now Joe Burrow's sitting back, feeling good in the fucking pocket, like, oh, there's my guy. You know what I'm saying? I know he's gonna catch this shit, and that's very evident from the ten times that he's thrown to him. He caught eight of them. You know what I'm saying? That's an eighty percent. Reception rating for Jamar Chase, which only boosts up Joe's uh, fucking numbers. So Joe is definitely going to be feeling that. And by the way, they're catching all this shit in stride. They're not even at the eight-week uh, mark yet. I know. Now imagine that shit. Imagine when they actually get the whole playbook in, right? Because you don't ever actually get your whole playbook in until about week six or seven. Now imagine that they get their whole shit together right now. Then people, then teams are really going to be looking like, damn, them boys for real up there. Because their defense is not trash. No. Their defense is not trash. They held Lamar in check 
even though he wasn't himself, they, they pretty much held him in check. He had 257 yards, but only had one touchdown on him. You know what I'm saying? Normally, Jamar, I mean, Jamar, Lamar is having about two, three touchdowns against an unknown defense. But the fact that this team, the Bengals, are locking up premier quarterbacks, right? premier receivers, and Marquise Brown, that's a problem. They should have beat the Packers. They, the, the you know, the, this they is this is this Bengals team, and now it's a good ass team. This is a good ass team, and they are, for all intents and purposes, they are right now the number one seed in the AFC. They are the number one overall seed, without a doubt, though. Uh, but even just like statistically, <laughs> like if the playoffs were to start today, right, Bengals would have the number one seed. So I think that speaks kind of volumes to uh, not like. I, not only like how well this team is overperforming expectations, but I think also too just how special like these players are that they've hit on. Like they've done a great job of drafting like Joe Burrow, T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, uh, like some of these young guns that they got like on defense. Um, Yo, I'm gonna make a hot take. I'm making a hot take right now. Yeah, call me out on it later. I'm gonna hear y'all's opinion though. I'm basing this off of injury. Okay. I'm basing this off of longevity. And I'm basing this off team chemistry. Okay. Calling this right now, the Bengals are winning the division. I believe the Ravens are going to come in second. Straight of longevity. I think they're going to keep getting hurt. I think... Lamar is going to take enough hits where the way he's playing now, he's not going to be able to play that at week 16, week 15, week 14. So I have the Ravens at second. I think the Browns are going to continue to be hurt. And I don't know when, if, if y'all know when Baker's coming back. Baker, so know? even if Baker comes back in a, like a week or two, he is basically just pain management. The rest of the, like he's hurt. Like he has to, like he needs surgery. He, yep, he's hurt. Jarvis Landry was hurt last week for the second time. Mm-hmm. Who was the captain from a receiving standpoint? Mm-hmm. But he, you know, what I'm saying that he he's questionable for this week. But he didn't practice on Wednesday. He didn't practice today. Who knows? So what do they got? Nick Chubb and their two of their main receipt running backs are injured. Nick Chubb said he might come back, but who knows? Odell oh, oh, Beckham's irrelevant at this point. The defense is straight, kind of helping them out a little bit, but they are a broken team. And I think between them and the Steelers, the Steelers might actually steal a couple of games just because of their veteranship and being able to come in. And I think the Steelers might make it third, and the Browns might end up making it fourth. That can flip within the season. But that's my take. And I think just because of how well the Bengals are playing, how much depth they have, they're going to be first. I think the injuries that have the Ravens had early in the season is going to affect them later on. I think the Steelers are going to steal a couple wins, just like they did last season, beating a couple shitty teams, right? What happened? They went to know last year, but we went through their thing earlier this year. They won a lot of shitty games. Who cares? A win is a win. They got those dubs. I think it's going to happen this year and I think the Browns because of their they're they're completely broken their whole team is hurt they're gonna end up coming in last place in the season that's my hot take I had to get I had to give it to you boys I mean 
I, I don't see you being wrong in that aspect, actually. Um, I like it. I, I really do, just because what you said, for the Steelers' standpoint of not coming in fourth and going in third, just because veteran leadership, coaching, all that makes sense. Um, your defense can only carry you so far. And I'm talking about Cleveland right now, because if you don't have any guys that are going to score any points, the fuck are you guys going to be doing out there the whole time? You know what I mean? Um Cincinnati is a fucking powerhouse. It's looking like, man. They should I felt like if anything, they probably should have lost that Green Bay game, but the game they shouldn't have lost at all was that Chicago game. That week two. You're right, you're right. They shouldn't have lost that one. But like I said, that's the growing pains of a new season. Of just trying to find the chemistry, trying to get everything right. You know what I mean? But um I mean Yeah, I like that take though. I like that take a lot. So, all right, look, here's Here's the only problem with the the Bengals, right? So, look, their upcoming schedule is tough. Like this is this is not you know not an easy schedule. Like this is a team who I'm looking at it right now. I mean, they got some tough divisional games. They got the Browns. Uh, they got to play the Raiders. They got to play the Steelers. They got to play the Chargers. They got to go out and play the 49ers. Uh, they got to go to Denver and play at Mile High. They obviously got the Ravens again. They got the Chiefs coming to town, and then uh, they go back to Cincinnati. Uh, I, look, this is this is not um, not an easy schedule by any means. I think this team is going to be tested, and uh, but I do like what you're saying though. I do think that they could probably, but I, I if you put a, if you put the gun to my head. I would say it flip flops by the end of the year, and the Ravens uh, may be able to overtake them. I don't know. It's like, like, look, it's just. I think we're just hardwired to think that the Bengals are bad and that this is a fluke and like they're gonna blow this. But like, maybe they are legit. Maybe they are. But it's one of those things where I gotta see it before like I believe they're super legit. You know so what I mean? So let me let me give you a quote, um, which is real. Which is real, real shit right here. This is from uh, Joe Burrow. He's saying, playing in the SEC definitely, definitely helped. Gets way louder than the SEC than any of the NFL stadiums. And then that right there just lets you know that, one, this dude's not fucking afraid. Two, he got his boy. So he's definitely not worried about a goddamn thing. And three, he has that, I like to say, that confidence, not cockiness. Right. You know what I'm saying? He has that that certain swagger, that genesee pop to it because he knows what the fuck is going on. Mm. He's no dummy in this shit. But at the same time, you have to have a little something about you, a little pizzazz to keep it going, to keep your fan base engaged, to keep your team engaged. And then also, because I'm I'm a coach now myself, it's going to creep into the coach's head. I'm like, damn, this guy... He, he got a little something on him. So that's just only going to motivate the rest of the squad to keep on going. Because at this point, you guys are 5-2. and two. Why the fuck would we try to digress right now? We're already young guns in this shit. Nobody's really looking for us to do anything. They're expecting this shit to be a fluke and we're going to collapse. But you, you're getting these quotes right here, right now, saying, I'm ready to go. Let's do this. You got to believe in that man. He's ready to go. Let's do this. I, I But look, I, I, I do want to come out and say that as far as Joe Burrow goes, yeah. I think Joe Burrow, and, I, and I'm personally one of his biggest fans out there. Like, I love Joe Burrow. I, per, I think he's going to be, like, just an absolute 
stud. He's already a stud in my eyes, but I think he's going to – I personally think he's going to go down in history as one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. I really do. And I like. I think he's like – he reminds me of almost like – he plays like young Aaron Rodgers, but yep. he has like Tom Brady's like mindset and like mentality. Like I just lo- – I love this kid. I really do. And that's a so, great-ass mix that you want to have know, for That's a great mix. You know great mix. Saying? So – yeah, and everyone's forgetting too. Like, this is a dude who came back from major reconstructive surgery in his knee. He messed everything up. He came back months ahead of ahead of schedule. Uh, realistically, right now is like when Joe Burrow like should just be like you know getting back up to full speed, and he's going into week eight. What week eight in the NFL season? Yeah. So, I mean, hey, yeah. it, uh, it's scary. It's, it's scary. scary. It's scary for sure. But uh, what what else? What else do we got going on? Do we got uh, I mean, we're I mean, we're talking about a big a big division right there with the Ravens and them. But you know what? What's another division that we like to talk about a lot? The AFC East. Talked about Seattle. I know we talked about Seattle, but what we need to talk about is my boy, my man, my dear friend and longtime compatriot, Matt Stafford and Cooper Cup being one of the most dynamic duos in the league right now. Anyone that doesn't say that Cooper Cup is one of the most elite receivers in the league right now is an idiot, average around anywhere from two to three uh, touchdowns a game, I believe. So check those stats real quick before I get canceled. Um, And then my man, Matt Stafford, the gunslinger, that's what he is. He's a gunslinger. Having all these assets all around him. Got Higby from a tight end. You got Cup. You got so many great teammates. With an already exceptional defense. Freaking Jalen Ramsey leading the DBs. Got Aaron Donald just being the leader of the defense. Think about that. They couldn't be a more Super Bowl contender team if I dreamt up one right now. Well, that's beside the point. We're not even going there. We're going about dynamic duos. People talk about Mike Evans or Antonio Brown and Brady. People are talking about you know, you know, Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow, like we were just saying, but what not, I feel like not enough people are screaming it. I'm not talking, talking about it. I'm not saying whispering about it. I'm saying screaming about it. Cooper Cup and Matt Stafford, best dynamic duo in the league right now. Oh my God. It's, it's, it, it, I, I got nothing else to say. I can't say nothing else. It was it's this, so. This is all I'm gonna say about it, right? You're right. <laughs> the Rams. You were right about the Rams. Matthew Stafford to that team was the best move that they could have made. There was no other move that could have made. Um. So yeah, I, I'll give you a no shout out. You know that. what's funny though is, and again, we are we are part of the problem right now. Look at us over here. We're pat, you know, patting ourselves on the back about the Rams and Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup. Mm-hmm. It everybody is sleeping on the last undefeated team in football right now that resides in the NFC West. Nobody is giving the Arizona Cardinals their respect right now. Everybody like 
You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of crazy, isn't it? Like, that everybody is, like, kind of just focusing on how good the Rams are. And, like, the the uh, the, the Cardinals, correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I'm pretty sure that as of the other day, they had the worst, uh, or fourth, sorry, not worst, the fourth worst, fourth best odds of making the Super Bowl out of the NFC. So basically winning the NFC. They were the fourth highest uh, highest odds. So in other words, the Packers, the Bucks, and the Rams all had better odds to win the NFC than the uh, the Cardinals. Isn't that a little crazy? I mean, I think it looks crazy now. You know what I'm saying? You know, I think it, it looks a little insane now. But, you know, when the season started, we, we've had discussions about this and the Cardinals, them being good. But some people having some... You know, doubts about Kyler Murray, some talking about the team as a whole, but honestly, him and D Hop kind of working together and them, their team, and then the defensive leader, you know, as JJ Watt back there and some of the other guys they have from a defensive standpoint, there is a great cohesity with this team. Kyler Murray's playing great football. D Hop is balling out. Ah, the Cardinals are looking good, as much as I hate to say it. But like you were saying, people really have been sleeping on the Cardinals. People really have. You know what I'm saying? Whether it's, you know, just talking about stats or talking about dubs, it's like not many people are talking about them. I don't know. Maybe it's, people don't mess with them or they just don't want to give them the credit that they just, you know, just deserve. You know what I'm saying? Right. No, I mean, well, look, J.J. Watt the other night, there was that clip that came out of him. You know, remember from from the, the Thursday night game, I think it was, or Whatever game it was against the Browns. What's and the quote? J, JJ, JJ Watt kept walking up and down the sideline screaming, Maybe we're just better. Maybe we're just, maybe we're just, maybe we're just fucking better. Yeah, maybe we're, we're just, just fucking, fucking better. better. There you go. That's, there it is. And that's, and basically, but though that's, that's his reference to everybody like trying to make excuses for why the Cardinals aren't the best team in football in or why the Cardinals keep winning. It's almost like everyone's looking at the Cardinals at six and oh seven seven are they six and oh seven and oh now seven and oh Cardinals seven oh yeah. seven and oh looking at the Cardinals at seven and oh going, well, this is a fluke. They'll come back down to earth eventually. And JJ Watt said, hey, maybe we're just a better football team. Everyone keeps giving the Rams and the Bucks and the Packers their respect in the NFC. Give us our respect. I think they deserve it. At this Real point. quick, just to go on your your little tangent right here. That's the right. Cardinals beat they beat ass, up man. on the Rams. What was the score, bro? Thirty-seven to twenty. That's seventeen straight points of you just not answering anything while the Rams were at home for this game. Yep. While they were in the Coliseum, not doing a goddamn thing. But let let's expand on that. You know what I'm saying? They they fucking whooped them at home, and that's a division rivalry, right? Mm-hmm. So let's let's see what the rest of their schedule is looking like to see if this shit is just a fluke or maybe it's not. They got the Packers coming up. You know what I'm saying? Packers are without uh, Devonte Adams, and uh, I believe yeah, it might be Lazard. It might be the Randall Cobb and Lazard too. They're 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 hurting. <laughs> That that's not good. No, that's not good. Fast forward, they go and play the 49ers right after that. Not, We're not, not trash. That's what I'm saying. I'm not impressed. I'm not threatened. Well, I don't think they should be impressed or threatened by them. The Carolina Panthers, mm. since McCarthy's been out there, and they're fucking irrelevant. Yeah. Then they got Seattle Seahawks. Probably, yeah, probably around that time, Russell's supposed to be back, but it really won't fucking matter. 
because that defense is just atrocious. Then they get their bye week, week 12. So now you're giving these boys probably what? Seven, eight, nine, 10, 11. They could go 11 and 0 they could. at the 12-week bye and just be chilling and be like, all right, guys, let's ramp this shit back up. They're going to play the Bears right after. Come back after with the Rams, at the Lions, versus the Colts. And that's really the only one that I'm like, hey, that could be kind of a good matchup. Uh, Colts have a little good defense when they really want to, when they really feel like it. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Then they're going to finish it out with the Cowboys and the last team is the Seahawks. If anything, these boys could just straight up lose two games, but still going to be in the fucking playoff run and still be legit. Oh, for sure. I, I, I think at this point it's going to be tough to say, like, like look, I get, like, yeah, the, the Bucks and the Rams are only one game behind them, but... I mean, these guys are in the driver's seat for that number one seed, like clearly. And I think it's going to be tough to take it from them. It's going to be tough as hell because it's not like one side of the ball is really clicking while the other side is kind of struggling with it. Both of these sides are clicking like they are just straight up practicing against each other every day like it's a goddamn game. I feel like the scout team is non-existent because these people are really just going out there and handling their business and they're doing it week in and week out. They are. With this schedule, too, like, this shit can get real scary, though. I mean, DeAndre Hopkins and Kyler Murray is just, like, that's Baby actually, but, but that's honestly one of the reasons, like, <coughs> when Yoda you talk about Cooper Cup and Matt Stafford, like, we got to stop and pay respect to Kyler Murray and D-Hop and what the two of them are doing. Like, that is. You're not going to give them their respect? <laughs> That's like you not I mean, giving I Josh mean, Allen. I mean, the stats show. Yeah, I have to give respect because the statistics are proven at this point in time in the league. Facts. Doing well. All right. Sure. <laughs> Matt Stafford and Cooper Cup. Let's check this. Week sixteen. Right. We're going to week eight. Let's check. Back. Where we're at. We're going to circle back for to sure, this one. For sure. What and I believe is this? The 17th. This is, but this, no, this, if you just finish week seven, this is week eight. But they Coming got up. week 17. But, right? all right, we're circling it because, hey, they they host the Rams. It right. looks like a primetime game, 8-15. Monday night football, That's baby. Monday. Monday night, December 13th, two weeks before Christmas. Oh, boy. Do we need a? Do we need December thirteenth? Yeah, I think you're gonna have to come back to you know the great state of Mass and come see this ass. Might, yeah, <laughs> I think I might have I to. Might we'll have see. To, I, I have a flight to Africa that Friday, so oh, we'll see. Right. You got a whole four yeah. days. You straight. You got a whole four <laughs> days. You straight, bro. You right. You right. You right. But I will be back Christmas. We'll see how long I'm gonna be back though. So we'll we'll figure out how we can get in the studio and get something together. There's an actual sure. a Christmas Day game. Oh, there is. Yeah, from behold the Cardinals. Oh, all right. Saturday night, yes, Christmas sir. Christmas night, Colts and Cardinals. That's gonna be fun. That should be That's a lot fun. of fun. That's gonna be kind of weird. I like that. I like sure. that too. I like that. It's different. Colts play up in their defensive standpoint. They have a shot, especially because Carson Wentz or whatever. Look, the Colts. I'll tell you what. If the if the Colts can stay healthy, Carson Wentz is. Finding it, Jonathan Taylor is a bad man, and that's a good Hell defense. Like yeah. the Colts, Colts are one of those teams that Hell I think yeah, people started to count man. out early. Like, yeah. no, don't count them out. Don't count them out. They just went into San Fran, gave him an ass whooping, and I think, I think they're gonna go. Uh, they're gonna go out and beat Tennessee 
on Sunday. I don't know. I do. I do think they're going to beat Tennessee on Sunday. Tennessee, Tennessee's coming on. They, they they got two good wins back-to-back weeks. I think they might come back down to earth against the Colts. We'll see, though. Hey, man. I I feel like we got to – I feel like we gotta address this. What's yeah. up? <sighs> oh shit! He put on the glasses. <laughs> I had to. I had. Sorry, I had to take my glasses off for this. Um, we as Patriots fans, right? Yeah. We pride ourselves in our franchise and what we have been able to accomplish. But after last weekend's debauchery of a game. I don't, even, I don't want to call it a game. You know what I'm saying? In the scrimmage that we decided to have last Sunday. I don't know. I don't know. I, I ragged on the New York Jets on a consistent basis because one of my acquaintances and a lot of his acquaintances are Jets fans. And it's just terrible, terrible program, terrible people. And there's no up in sight for them. There's none. There is there's zero hope for them. 31 points in the first half. Can you explain that to me? Can you explain? Can, I, can you explain? No, don't even explain. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. I'm asking for you. Like how, how do you how do you explain the 41 point just loss at the end of the day? You know what I'm saying? Like, really, how do you how do you really look in the mirror and be like, oh, I feel good about this so? I feel good about you, bro. I, I think we can we can come back from this. There's no way you can Can't. come back from this shit. Mm-mm. I think that's something that's you already really... lost twice to them, to the team with the rookie. You lost t- twice to the team with the rookie. It's a wrap for y'all, man. It's At least they throw four picks. At least it's positive. It's growth. They didn't throw yeah, four picks. There's nothing we can no, really yeah, say I mean... or talk about this game. Like they just came. And uh, got their ass whooped, bro. The pa- Straight up. Honestly, the Patriots at least did what they were supposed to do. Facts. You know what I mean? Facts. Like, I, because I, look, I get the Patriots have dropped some games that have been winnable and they haven't looked their best at times, but I really, and I get it, there was the Jets. And you know what? You can't like take too much pride in beating the Jets, but like by the same token, I don't know, man. They look like, they're good, like a good team, and they did what good teams do, which is beat the shit out of right. bad teams. So, I don't know. Yeah, I, 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 I look. Jets, Jets suck. Book is still out in the Patriots. Like, and if, just real quick before we get out of here, too. Like, the Patriots. Like everyone's talking about, you know, how big of a hole they put themselves in, and they did. They are in a big hole. But let's not forget. Like, I just, I just looked at it right now. Like, the Patriots are in line with uh basically the first first cut because we got what we got three three wild card spots right yeah, yeah. so yeah right, three this year three chain yeah so we got three wild card spots so right now uh at three and four the Patriots are one of like four or five teams that would be like right below the cut so look you you know but that's to say that everybody else is like four and three right so you got a bunch of three and four four and three teams uh and there's a lot of football left to be played. The Patriots really could, man. Like they got a schedule with some winnable games coming up. Like obviously the Chargers are going to be tough, but they beat the hell out of the Chargers last year. They had the answer for Justin Herbert. Yep. Okay, they're going to play a Panthers team who is 
badly wounded. Like that team, like cannot seem to stop the bleed. And they're in a four game exactly. skid right now. You got the Browns who are hurt. No Kareem Hunt, Baker Mayfield, not at his winnable. best. Uh, very winnable. You got the Falcons who uh, I, I'll give the Falcons a little bit of credit. They're, they're, they, they, you know, but look, they're I still, can't. they're still a look, they're still a dumpster fire. They're just, they, I just don't take them lightly. Like I don't say we're hundred percent going to win that game. I just say we should win that game. Uh, but like, who are the Falcons though? That thing that's like, I mean, I'm not trying to go down a Falcons rant. No, but, but it's, I feel what you're saying. They are, they have no identity. So it's you. like, I can't consider them, you know, a substantial threat because they don't even know who they are. No, they're not a substantial. Well, what's funny now is the Falcons are going to do what the Falcons have done the last couple of years. And the fact that they like have won two two games in a row and are like back at 500, they're like three and three now. Everyone's going to be like, damn, the Falcons are figuring it out. And then they're going to come out and just like lose the next like five in a row. Yeah. But uh, no, the Patriots, honestly, they got to, they got to get schedule and look, Hey, we got the same record right now as teams like the Kansas city chiefs, uh, the Colts, like some teams that we're talking about that are really good. So like, Hey, we can still be really good. We still get to play like the Jaguars. We get to go to the dolphins again, uh, who I think this time we will beat. Um, if we could split one with the Bills, that would be huge, man. Huge. That would be absolutely huge. Because, look, I think at this point, and, I, you know, th- things could change. But, hey, Bills are 4-2, and two, Patriots are 3-4. and four. Uh, I don't think the Patriots are going to win the division, but I'm not ready to say it's 100% over, you know, especially if you can take one from Buffalo. Um, but I don't know. Anyway, any, any, any final thoughts before we wrap it up? Gee, I'm going to let you go first. I mean, yeah, just like you're saying, uh, since the beginning of the season, I've never foresaw seen us being the winners of this division. I've been kind of more on the bill side from that standpoint. But like we're talking about games, uh, you know, there there's still a chance. Anything's possible with how it might go moving forward. Um, but who knows? You know, I think the the most important thing is we've had some serious games where we have been battle tested. And that was early in the season, and I'm 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 looking forward to us kind of having more serious games, kind of going forward and become balanced. So yeah, cool. We can beat the Jaguars. We can beat the Jets. We can beat the Dolphins. But you know what? We, we got to be better teams to win those games coming down the line when we get to the playoffs. So who knows? Anything's possible. Thanks. Um. Yeah, I'm seeing the same thing. I I just don't think we're gonna win the division this year. Um. But we could definitely come in second with it. We could. We we could definitely could, and then make a, a playoff push, even if that's from the wild card position. So I'm not right. mad about that. Just want to give a real quick shout out to the rest of the uh, Boston sports going on. Um, we got the Celtics about to take on the Washington Wizards right now. They got four point favorites. Uh, Celtics that is. So smacking that. Also on top of that, we got the Bruins who just. Uh, Pucked off not too long ago. They're playing the Florida Panthers. So let's get those big dubs so we can transition that momentum to Sunday. Let's go. You feel yep. me? And definitely RIP to the Red Sox season. You know, I was they got me excited they on that did. second game, winning yeah. 12 to 3. Got me excited, but I think they busted their whole nut, man, in that one. Yeah, they Paul. definitely did. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, they, they let, it, let it all out. Yeah. So what happens? The next game, next game it was two two to the ninth, and then they ended up nine two at the end, and we ended up getting crushed that last game. So I mean, like, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? 
RIP Red Sox season, but hey, I'm hopeful for the future. Um, it's great having Alex back in the uh, in the bullpen as a manager, and right. but uh, you know, it, we're, we're, I'm hopeful. On to the next. On to the next. And speaking of on to the next, we will catch you guys back here for episode 18 coming your way next time. This has been episode 17. Uh, remember, follow us on Instagram, subscribe to us on YouTube. Check us out as always. We're always on YouTube, Spotify, and iTunes. Uh, you know what? Like we say, check out Hedge Better. Check out everything. Uh, hit us up. Tell us how it can be a better show. Our ears are always open. Always. Uh, but we appreciate you guys for listening. Appreciate both you guys. Don Gordon SK. Uh, this is The Trenches, episode 17, presented by Hedge Better. We will catch you guys next week. Later. Easy.